Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Welcome to Episode 70 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And today we are going to uh, talk about a topic that was sparked by a question in the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Group, uh, and we're going to talk about global. We're going to revisit that, but uh, the question was from Amber, and Amber asked, is 52352 considered inclusive to 52356 when you manipulate a stone to a better part of the ureter or kidney in order to do lithotripsy prior to the remo- removal by basket. All right. Yeah. What's your sh- thoughts? <laughs> the, um, well, the short answer is yes. Um, that is inclusive. Um, and, and ultimately, what you really need to go back to when you're thinking about whether or not you should charge for a service um, is uh, the the general surgical package definition, which you can find um, in Chapter 12 of the Medicare um, Carrier's Manual. They do a pretty good job of breaking out what's included and what's not included uh, in the overall surgical services. So, and 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 from a general perspective, the CPT package definition drives the definition for Medicare. Um, so uh, ultimately, the, the parts of the procedure that are required um, in general to complete the service are not uh, separately billable um, in the overall scope of things. And, and if you consider um, that as, a, uh, as an overall process, you'll kind of run down the pathway that leads to yeah i really shouldn't charge for that the um so when you when you consider the fact that what you're doing here is not a separate effort uh to uh, remove or manipulate the stone as a treatment on its own uh, because what you're doing and what you're describing is the physician is actually um, manipulating the stone so that the treatment the laser um, is actually safer and better for the patient. So that makes it part and parcel, even from a CPT perspective. Um, but when you look at um, the definition within the Medicare guidelines, um, they know, you know, they acknowledge that uh, the interoperative services are uh, variable. Um, but interoperative services that are normally a usual and necessary part of the surgical procedure are included. Um, and then when you look at the, and, and that's kind of that general definition across the board that says, yeah, you couldn't do the laser or wasn't appropriate to fire the laser where the stone was located. So you moved it to actually complete the service. That would be normal and usual for a typical laser treatment of a stone um, based on the location of the stone. Um, so 
So that's that first piece that's there. And then when you look at what's not included in the surgical pass package, um, it does uh, allow um, for clearly um, uh, for, you know, treatment of underlying conditions, uh, diagnostic tests, which are, uh, you know, like radiologic per procedures and services, distinct procedures in the post-operative global that are not treatment for complications that were staged um, or more, uh, more definitive than the original services, other services that were provided by other physicians, and I'm kind of summarizing these things, um, and treatment of post-operative comp complications, uh, as well as uh, less extensive procedures failing, followed by a more extensive procedure. So there is, there's nothing in here specifically that would allow for the manipulation of the stone to be carved out um, in this particular instance that you're describing. And then the other thing we can really take a quick look at um, is the NCCI guidelines, um, which are another guideline set um, that are uh, that, that are provided that Medicare uses. And, and one of the things that they talk about specifically um, that isn't necessarily as related, um, but close in that, you know, diagnostic procedures and uh, scout procedures uh, that are provided um, ahead of another endoscopic procedure are never allowed to be uh, reported with a, with a modifier 58 or um, considered outside of the procedure itself. Uh, as CMS looks at it and the NCCI looks at it, um, those uh, procedures to identify specifically the problem and the extent of the problem and to determine the surgical course um, are included um, as are those services that you provide to optimize uh, the care for that patient. Now, if this were written a little differently, that the pay, that you that you basketed the stone in the ureter and then went up further into the kidney and lasered a stone, now you're talking about two different treatments provided for two different problems. Um, which would allow you to charge uh, for both services, but that is because they were not about the same procedure, and that's really the focus of the of what CMS's guidelines state. Uh, so, um, unfortunately, the way this is uh, set up, um, the appropriate or um, the bill, the appropriate billing there would be a five two three five six only because the, the manipulation is really a part of setting up the procedure, the 52356. What happens if you have a, and we've had this question before, but what happens if you have the stone where it's in the, the kidney and you actually break it up and a stone actually, a fragment comes down into the ureter. So you really removed the one from the kidney you're removing the one from the kidney, but also you have to remove one from the ureter as well. So the same argument applies, right? You're, you've actually um, created a problem by treating a problem. 
Um, so cleaning up after yourself during the procedure, um, and and that's probably not the best way to put it, but cleaning up the, the field um, is just like closing um, or any other uh, service that you might do uh, that is included in that laser treatment across the board. So, yeah, so that one's not billable either uh, because the stone uh, didn't pre-exist in the ureter. It's something that happened afterwards and, and now is part of the overall laser treatment of the stone. Well, Mark, what you, that was a good explanation of the, uh, the surgical package. Medicare also sort of refers to this as a global payment. In other words, when you are paid to provide uh, a service like a procedure, you've been paid for everything related to that procedure in the pre, in the surgery, and the post-operative area. That's the reason they also have global periods, which is kind of confusing to have two different globals, but they're two different things, the global payment and the global period. But uh, with the global payment, why everything you do to facilitate that procedure is included, which you've stated, which uh, I, I just wanted to be sure everybody was clear on our terminology, because whatever way you think, whether it's to facilitate or part of the procedure, whatever it is, it still should not be charged. But what about, Mark? I, I'm the coder. What, what if it says that this could be uh, unbundled with a modifier? So I can get paid just by putting a 59 modifier on that 52. So um, I can tell you a couple of different things that we're seeing out there. So number one, um, it's not correct coding, right? I mean, in the end, um, our, the job of of a of a coder is to do things correctly according to the guidelines so you mean my job is not just to get paid for everything <laughs> so as you know no um that's not the way it works um you know opportunities to unbundle and those types of things uh, lead to increased medical record review um take backs uh, and and ultimately, just because you are paid or can be paid doesn't mean that the documentation is going to support that in a in a in a long term situation. And I can tell you that the racks are very active in looking back over time, um, <coughs> as are the the prospective chart pulls very active. Um, for use of that 59 modifier. It is a target of the OIG. Um, so uh, it is uh, not only wrong, um, but it is also uh, a significant risk. Uh, there is a lot of focus uh, on modifiers 25 and 59 uh, across the board. 
And but the, and in that scenario, that's that's actually criminal. I mean, you know, that's not an oops, I did it wrong. If you're intentionally doing it to unbundle, isn't that uh, punishable? If you're doing that on purpose. So, you know, <laughs> and how can you prove it? I get that. Yeah, you have to prove intent. I mean, if you know, I, I you know, in the end, you want it. You, you definitely want to do the right thing. You want to understand the rules, and that's that's really important. And and yeah, if they could prove that you were deliberately upcoding, um, that could be considered fraud. Then now that's a heavy lift um, in those circumstances. So, you know, is that something that overall? somebody should be worried about well if there's a paper trail out there that shows you know better and that you you're you you did this deliberately then yeah they might be able to prove it but again that's i i think in the end what you really want to do is is do things the right way and and not worry about all the rabbit holes that are out there um and you know the whole uh, I don't think we're trying to to push a big fearmonger in this whole thing. We're we're trying to push uh, you know correctness and expertise and 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 caution you that there's a lot of people looking in a lot of different ways uh, at your documentation. Um, so um, I I do think you, that's not something that you should do. You know better now. You've heard the podcast. You've you've gone through this. This is. This is not something you should do. Well, another way of looking at that, every time that you see that two codes are bundled, and even though they can be unbundled with a modifier, what that should tell you is that there are situations in which this code cannot be billed with the primary procedure. And but there are situations in which it can be billed with the primary procedure. So you want to be sure your documentation supports that this is a situation that uh, you should be paid. That's a good point, Ray. And, and uh, you know, the, you know, demonstrating an understanding of the overall rules. Um, when anybody takes a peek at your records and having the confidence to show your records in each case to support what you build and why you build it um, is a long-term deterrent um, for insurance companies to pull your medical records. Um, now, some, some are pushing that longer in that they're finding out that the hassle factor of medical record requests and things like that are are changing the way that people bill. Uh, but you know, if if you're winning all of those, uh, eventually they're going to stop. But if you're losing some of them, then uh, then they're going to increase the number of record pulls. It's a it's a direct correlation across the board. So. So I, I, you're right, Ray. I mean, um, making sure that you're you've got everything done the right way and supported, especially in those circumstances where there is or could be a look in those processes uh, or your documentation. Um, it's 
it's important to to have that support so that you can demonstrate that you're doing what you know you should do in the uh in the coding course and and when i was you know several years ago really struggling with the global concept or just you know like okay what's included i was asking for an analogy and ray included one in the coding course that talked about it's like uh building a building a house i think is what you referred to that uh that everything you know from the start to finish is part of your contract to build a house but the minute you want to go outside that like add a shed to the the property or you know change the the contract that's when things fall outside the global uh payment and global period that is true and you know you everybody should understand that initially you're being paid by a computer and that computer has been programmed not to pay you for anything that might be related to that procedure during the entire global period including the day of service and the way you show that this is an exception and should be paid is with the appropriate modifier. And supporting documentation. <laughs> of which hopefully you have supporting documentation. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that's a good discussion. I think that's just a, uh, you know, one of the things that we get a lot of questions on and there's a lot of uh, continued uh, misunderstanding on the global uh, period as well as the uh, uh, the glo global surgical package. So I think hopefully that clears it up and uh, gives a little more information for those who have been struggling with that. Uh, anything else you want to add to this discussion? I will add that we we've talked about uh, people on uh, the coding side and physicians misunderstanding this and billing when they shouldn't. But we all see is also see a lot of times the payers misunderstand. And it's always been frustrating for me because at times payers have bundled things on a percentage basis, like NCIS does. If most of the times this procedure should be a part of the other. We have seen cases, you know, like a diagnostic cystoscopy before you're going to do a, a, a procedure of some sort. You can't get paid for that. According to the bundling rules and concept, you should. But since most of the time it is just a part of, they've just bundled it. It's not fair, but that is the way it is. So misinformation, and misinterpretation and just ignoring the rules and not paying you for things are at times a problem we all have to deal with. All right. Many final thoughts, Mark? Uh, not today. Um, I think we've covered this pretty well. All right. Well, I'll... Uh, I'll say once again that uh, we are very excited about uh, Urology Coding Month in October. And those of you who have signed up for the coding course, we look forward to working with you. We uh, want to get you uh, 
as as comfortable with urology coding as possible and we're here to help so with that uh final word to you ray well you talked about the coding course i want to put one more plug okay we are also <laughs> reintroducing and uh pushing the residence course that's provided by the prs educational foundation to residents for free so if any of you out there know uh, anybody at the residency program, please advise them to get in touch with us. We'd like to, to start teaching the residents at an early age the basics of coding. And we have a course to do that and a and support. You, yes, and you can go to prseducationfoundation.org for more information on that as well. Okay, very good. That uh, that wraps this episode. Now the final word to you, Ray. Happy coding. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, The Juice Reap.